0: Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion, it's to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life, too. Hi, this is Liz Calendrino, and I really have the best job. I get to interview great people who are making a difference in our lives, in our communities, and today I have Deb Vincent who is a public health educator for health literacy for all. Now, Deb, tell me, how did you get involved with the COVID virus? I mean, you've been talking a lot about it, and I'm reading your posts on Facebook, and I know that, you know, you are really invested in seeing that we You know, our social connections are up, you know, that we're paying attention to people. And so tell them, how did you even
1: get into this? So, um, thank you for having me on the show. And for several years now, I've been involved with doing training for Health Literacy for All. We're a nonprofit and we do mainly trainings uh, for senior centers about how to maintain um, your health and take care of yourself and community health. And Part of that is learning how to take care of yourself and how to take care of others in um, any given health situation. So it mattered to me to make sure we take care of ourselves and to know what was important, to know the facts. And in doing that, we've been developing some trainings around that and making sure that we get the right kinds of information out to people. So that's what we've been sharing a great deal of information.
0: Well, you know, we keep talking about, you know, the big thing seems to be covering our noses when we sneeze and our mouths when we cough. You've taken this a step further, which is to really look at what it means on a community level for people who, you know, have chosen maybe to kind of move away from, you know, going out and staying away from people and this social distancing, you know, I think it's it, it takes its toll on us.
1: It does. So um, first of all, we're in the very beginnings of this, uh, what has now been labeled a global pandemic. And um, one of the big issues is, as has been clearly put out in the media, it's much riskier as an illness for people over age 60. And the older you get and the more health, um, uh, other health issues that you have, like diabetes or high blood pressure, the more likely it is that you're going to get quite ill from this. So um, we also don't have any natural immunity to it, and we don't really have any other um, ways of protecting ourselves from this illness or what it can do to our bodies. So... All we really have are some pretty intense infectious disease control measures. You know, washing our hands constantly is a good one and making sure we don't touch things around us is another. But social distancing is basically all we have left. And that's what we're seeing out in the world right now, where where they tell us not to be out in crowds, where they tell us to stay inside and we're... We see, you know, stay at least six feet apart from other people, right? All of those are examples of social distancing because we all we really have as an option to protect ourselves and to protect others from our germs is to stay away from each other and to stay away from possibly, you know, possibly picking up the germs on infected surfaces. Because again, when we cough or when we sneeze, we get it on our hands and we don't think about it. And we, we, we often forget to wash, you know, we don't think about that because we we just don't as a rule, we're not, you know, we we sneeze maybe 10 times a day and we might wash our hands once or twice, unfortunately. So then we touch something, we touch the door of the bathroom or whatever, and then we touch our face and then, or we scratch our nose and you know and then we've caught the virus right so um social distancing means we stay home right and we stay home where we can kind of protect our environment from other people and when we put ourselves inside of a bubble what happens well then we keep other people out as well and when we start keeping other people out then we start getting lonely and there's Issues when we keep when we stay alone.
0: Well, interesting. You should say that uh, today. I was in the supermarket, and there was a woman next to me, and you know, I'd say she's probably seventy, and she the shelves were pretty much bare. What she was looking for, she was looking for toilet paper. That seems to be the hot item. And um, she said, I, "I really don't know what to do. I don't know what I should be doing." And I said, well, it's kind of overwhelming, isn't it? And she said, yes, I've never really lived through this and I don't know who to talk to and I really don't know what to do. And I could see that she really, she was really concerned and this was really a problem for her. Like if she's discussing with me and I'm just standing next to her in the supermarket, obviously she has nobody to talk to about it, right? Right. So, I mean, is that... What you're talking about when we we talk about what people are going through,
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fear, right? There's fear of the unknown. Yes. And I, I kind of made a not really joking post about it the other day that said, you know, here we are going to do battle literally with an unseen enemy that could kill us and all we have as um, all we have as a weapon are soap bubbles, right? And, that's not a lot. And we don't know really who might have it. We we're, we're, we don't, every person around us could be someone who could be harboring this thing that could hurt us. So that becomes very frightening. And um, what happens is we start to withdraw because you might, that person in the, re, in the market might've had the germs, right? And I might be afraid that I might catch them. So I withdraw. And then every person that comes near me might be scary. And the more news I hear about how frightening this all is and how dangerous it all is, the more frightened I get and the more I continue to withdraw. And that creates yet more anxiety and more withdrawal. So we need to be careful of that with the people that we love.
0: Uh, This is Liz Calandrino and uh, this is my program where I get to interview super great people who are smart, and who are adding to our lives and our community. And today I'm speaking with Deb Vincent, who is public health educator for Health Literacy for All. And this is in the New York State area. And we're talking about, you know, what it means to be socially isolated. And, you know, it's more than just social distancing that I say, stay three or four feet from you. You know, I'm home alone and we're talking about maybe elderly people or maybe not elderly people, but people who are alone. I mean, what are you supposed to be doing? Who do you call? How how do you find? I mean, if you watch the news, you need to quit watching the news. I, I really believe that because all you do is all day long, you get bombarded with who got sick here, who got sick there. And all it does is make me, I, I wasn't nervous about this. I have to tell you, Deb. I wasn't nervous about this until the other night when I was watching, um, um, trying to think, one of the news shows around 11 o'clock, and they were talking about who was sick and what this all meant, and people are out buying, stocking up on toilet paper and bleach. And all of a sudden, it hit me that I needed to be filling up my cupboards, and I needed to have all these things for myself. And again, I think I felt really alone. It was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I I'm here by myself. I have great friends, but what what does this all mean?" So, you know, what about this this um self-isolating thing? What are people supposed to be doing? How can they how can they overcome some of this?
1: Right? So, we actually teach a class on that too because it doesn't just happen because we have this disease, right? It happens to people who are alone and it happens a lot to older folks and it's one of the piece um one of the things that we talk about um when we weigh aging in place right when you age in place you're isolated we actually say there's a lot of benefit to being like in an indep- in an independent senior home an independent living facility where you have community so what happens when you don't have community and the problem now is we have disrupted community right we've we have said you community is actually dangerous to you and the truth is there is some validity to that so we have to be careful we can't tell someone that that's not true i can't say don't listen to the news because the truth is there's some there's truth to your there's danger in the community and not only is there some danger to you personally we want everyone to kind of Be very aware of that their community connections because we might be be spreading disease to people who are more fragile or more um, susceptible to getting very ill. So how do we balance that? Well, one piece is looking at the news and saying, "Okay, here's here it is." You know, like there there's a little bit of um, putting your hands in fate, right, and putting your hands in faith. Right, you have to. I whatever it is that you use to be spiritual or or to be grounded in your world, now is a time to have some of that. Right, because there there has to be some kind of a space where you can go. Okay, some of this I just can't control. Right, be, we can't control all of that around us, and is and to be able to live with that and go. Okay, which piece can I live with? Which piece can't I? Right that's a huge that's a huge choice you have to personally make no one can tell you which one you can't now finding people to talk to finding good sources that give you good pieces of information to make that choice rationally not from fear so the truth is that if you were to get this there are risk factors that make it much more likely that if you're older or have other health concerns, you're more likely to get more ill, right? That's a fact.
0: Okay. But there's something else to this. Now you and I were speaking earlier today and we were talking about your children, right? You, right? Your daughter's at school and thinking that maybe it's better not to come home because she does have a group, right? right? She has a group of people that are really important to her. So she has that. Now you were talking about faith for a minute, so maybe going to church on sundays is a huge part of my life i can't go there anymore i mean i don't know if anybody said the churches are closed but that's next you know that's uh, they, cho-
1: they close them in italy
0: okay they closed them in italy so i'm sure they could close them here so again what should i be doing or what are the what are the, what are my opportunities here i mean suppose i don't know a lot of people or like we know now so okay so I can't get to see all my friends. And so what am I going to do here? I mean, am I going to call you? Am I going to call your group? Where where are people going? So
1: first of all, I think, yeah, you should call me. I think it's like you brought up my daughter. My daughter does not want to leave college because part they have a social group. Right. And so right now they don't want to leave. And it's, I need to be clear that it's pretty safe where they are right now. And they're, they're allowed to stay there and they're not sick, but, um, they're creating social groups via technology. Okay. And oh, that's an interesting right. thing. They're okay. Using, they're using technology right now. FaceTime, Skype, other, other easy free, uh, zoom. You can use zoom. You can use Voxer. And if you don't know what any of those things are, then Um, our website, healthliteracyforall.org, we're going to be putting up some links for how to learn how to use those because they are free and pretty easy to use, right? So that you can connect with other people. FaceTime, you can literally see people back and forth. Um, Those pieces are gonna be really huge to connect for a couple of reasons. One are you need to have people checking in back and forth to make sure you're still well. Well, maybe that, okay, so let's just stop for a
0: second. Okay, so you were talking about checking in. Now, I saw it's an iPad for grandparents.
1: Isn't that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, what it's called co- yeah, it's called um, hangingthegrandcare.com yeah, oh, yeah, it's Yeah, special it's, one.
0: Uh, well, now, um, one of my friends in Phoenix had mentioned online, she had mentioned that um, uh, her mother was really not interested. It kind of scared her. She didn't right. know anything about it. But then uh, she said, you know, I, I really sat down with her right, and I showed her all the things it can do. And now she can't get off that. So one of the things you said is that technology is going, I think technology is going to be more important than ever. And I think this shows us that we can connect and we can find ways, but we, you know, again, we have to educate people and people have to want to be educated. Right. And, you know, in some ways it doesn't have, it's not all about your age. It has a lot to do with how you see yourself and how you fit in the world. Right. right? My, kids, I mean,
1: my kid's 19. It's about like, it. you don't have to be young or old. It's about how you connect. You have to. And I say, if you know people in your life that are, that are, you know, are going to be isolated, it's up to the rest of us to make sure we're connecting with them. I have a list of five people right now and growing of people I know some of them are are younger. Some of them I know live alone. They're in their forties and fifties that look, you're on my list. I know you're going to be, you're most likely. So what to we be need to do,
0: at, what right. we need to do is made. we need to develop our chain. We do like, we need to say, okay, I've got these five people and we call them, we say, okay, you're on my list. And so I'm going to check in with you every day. Right. And, you know, if you need something, I mean, uh, you know, at this point, we're not necessarily all, we're not confined to our cell ha- our houses. It's not like it was in China where they didn't let you out. No, well, maybe.
1: Yeah. If right. We- I know I, my mother leaves her, my mother has been giving me a grocery list. I pick up her groceries, but if you don't have someone who can do that, yes. you can get them delivered to you. Right. You don't have to go out, but now I get to go over and check and it's not, it may not be safe for me to be in their house because I might bring germs to them. Right. We also do know that it's pretty safe to be outside and to be apart from each other. And the weather's nice today. So I brought her groceries and left them on the porch and we met outside. We didn't get really close. I didn't hug her, which is sad. I mean, to not touch, but Um, you know, her husband has severe COPD, so he has some pretty high risk. Yes. So we want to be really, really careful. So we kind of hung out outside and chatted. So I got to see her, make sure she's doing okay. Give her a little support, share some laughs, have some interaction. But we were outside and maintained good social distance. We were quite a bit of distance away. She didn't have to go to the grocery store. We still maintained some social contact right? We have to be thinking outside the box and how can we connect with people? Um, the other thing I want to make sure we t- talk about too is how do we help each other make sure we maintain our health? Because right now is not a time we want to be having to go to the hospital for any reason, if we can help. Well, it. Let's
0: talk about that a minute, because yeah. I was listening today on one of the radio stations and um, they were talking that, you know, if this gets any more serious. You really don't, they don't want you in the hospital because they don't, one is they're not going to have the personnel. Right. They're not going to have ways to keep you apart from people who come in with all kinds of other germs and diseases. Right. So going to the hospital is not a good idea. If you want to stay well, um, there's just too much sickness in the hospital that has nothing to do with this.
1: Correct. So if you're not feeling well, you have a cough or whatever else, again, fear makes us think it's worse than it is right. Take a deep breath. Even if you happen to have COVID, you're probably going to be fine. Call your doctor's office. I mean, obviously, if you're having severe distress, you can't breathe any of this, you know, you're having a dear, you know, a problem. You think you're having a heart attack or whatever, by all means, call nine one one, but take a deep breath, me, you know, slow it down. But the rest of the things that we do, this is a time, make sure you have all of your medications that you need. Every single prescription that you need, make sure you have that and make sure you have a good supply on hand, maybe some stockpile, talk to your pharmacist about that. Um, Make sure you're taking them properly. And if you think that there's going to be some issue where you don't take, you don't track those and take them properly, there are multiple free applications that you can have run on your smartphone. Um, uh two of them are, uh, hang on just one second, yeah. Reminder Rosie and care Zone. They will give you literally like a ping on your phone that says, hey, go get up, go take this thing. They can actually remind you to eat. They can remind you to keep your your schedule so that you oh eat some food because in a half an hour, you're going to have to take this med, right? Because all those things make sure we stay healthy and don't need more care. This is not a good time to go, "Oh, I think maybe I'll stand on that chair and change the light bulb," right? Don't, you know, you want to really be careful of behaviors that might put you at risk, right? You don't want to fall. You don't want to you don't want to you want to make sure your house is safe around you. Um if you're a caregiver for someone who's a senior, there are things you can do to to track them in their house. There are projects and and programs and and things you can put in place to make sure they're getting monitored because maybe people aren't able to get in to see them as often. They aren't out as often.
0: Okay. So again, I want you to know this is Liz Calandrino, and I have the opportunity with my guests to learn new things, uh, get smarter, and I don't have to call anybody because I have them here right next to me to tell me what I need to know. And today I have Deb Vincent. Um, public health educator. She works for a company called Health Literacy for All, a not-for-profit. And you can certainly call Deb. She is extremely well-versed. And, you know, what's interesting about you is that you really, you know, you've really dove into this and you kind of, you're on top of it and um, you have a really good sense about people. And I think that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, the virus will kind of take care of itself on some way. We need to be cleaner. We need to take care of ourselves and we need to be careful. But within that, if let's just say that we're, we have to stay home for a month. And um, like I said, in the supermarket, no toilet paper, no, you know, all those important things. I went today to get kitty litter because like I said, that might be even more important than toilet paper. Taking care of my cats, and I see other people buying, you know, um, uh, extra cat food and dog food and things like that. So, how can I educate? How can I get rid of my scare? I mean, I need to be proactive. I mean, that's for sure. But, you know, I need not to make myself crazy about this because I can't do much other than stop sneezing on people and staying away from people who are coughing in my face, Let's, for real, and cleaning up my
1: surfaces. So, you know, what am I going to do? I think um, it's sort of a cliche now, but it's kind of the Mr. Rogers thing, look for the helpers. Right? Okay. So it's sort of my way to like, it's look for the helpers. I, for me, I worry, I have a fair number of people in a high risk population, right? I worry for them. So my way to deal with that is say, okay, what can I do to help? So that's part of what all this is about is, okay, how can we start to connect seniors? Like there's people who will be home who perhaps won't be getting food, right? They won't be able to get out to go grocery shopping. How can we make sure that they're getting taken care of? Like, how can I connect with people and make sure that everybody's set? So that's kind of my shtick. Like, how can I make sure that those people are taken care of? So that's one way I've taken on not being so afraid, um, advocating, um, I'm trying to be reasonable and not getting upset with people, although it's sometimes difficult, um, but really continuing to advocate and say, look, we're all in this together uh, and make sure everyone knows Look, it's really we are kind of in the beginning of a war. We all have to understand that even if you can't see where the battle is, we're all in this. So to keep reminding people of that seems for me to feel active. That helps. But really that being in the middle of doing things that actively are helping other people. Well, let me tell you, there's the some
0: most. yeah something that's bothering me. You know, I was able to go out and spend a considerable amount of money today to get more food. And to be able to plan. Now, a lot of people can't do that, Deb. They they live from paycheck to paycheck, or maybe they don't live from paycheck to paycheck. But they depend on what they earn in a week to buy their groceries when they're done, right, With they get okay. their paycheck. Well, now they're telling me, you know, I need to stock up for two or three weeks. And what about people who can't buy 40 rolls of toilet paper? I, You know, just to, yeah. as a little bit of, you know, humor about this.
1: It's but, not funny. No, Actually, but it's not funny at all. No,
0: but we that, you know, what, what do we do with
1: these people? Or how do we think about it? I mean, that, that kind of bothers me and worries I, me. I think it's a, re- it's a more than reasonable thing to think about. Um, I, I, I'm praying that the, the, um, government has plan comes through, but in the meantime, I, th- I fully believe we have to count on each other again. You know, um, we all know someone who's in that. We do. We all know someone. Like we were just talking about, we had the opportunity where we were gifted with some extra food, right? Right. My downstairs neighbor I know is in a position where she's expecting and may not have enough. So I know at least one person who's very close to me who may possibly need some extra help. We all know someone. This is not a time where we should be hoarding and saying no one gets, you know, I have it, I'm safe, you don't get anything. We we have to be a team and share. And there will be people we will see who need something that we can share to them. And frankly, uh, I personally believe it's probably going to be food and maybe a roll of toilet paper. Um, it, may, it may be that we may be asked to volunteer at hospitals in some capacity because they may need some kind of help. Um, but this, I don't think, honestly, that we're going to be able to come through this to the other side without working together as a community and helping people who need a little more, like some of us are going to be able to help and some of us are going to need help. So and I'm talking to, to Deb, to do that.
0: I'm, you know, I'm talking to Deb Vincent um, and public health educator. And, you know, today Deb and I went out. We went out, we went to a couple of stores, we saw all the people probably there. Shouldn't
1: have done. <laughs> probably
0: shouldn't have done. Uh, probably shouldn't have done, right? We we didn't we even think about we should have. Done. And then we went to the food pantry. Yes, you know, and we saw all the people there and um it's a wonderful food pantry. And um it's this whole thing about community, I believe Deb, that you know that you're really involved with it. You know, I know. I think I'm on your list of the people to call. <laughs> you I <are>. think so. <laughs> I hope so that you know I'll get that phone call and I'll try to keep in touch with you. Um, and I do have a freezer in the basement yes. with nothing in it, but we filled it up so yes. we all know that. Yeah. You know, you were your your refrigerator yeah. was filled. So yeah. you you're welcome. We have it now downstairs, yeah. so we can kind of um, share with each other. Um, again, you know. I'm so excited I get to talk with people like Deb Vincent, who are connected with the community and who care about, you know, what goes on. Again, she's a public health uh, educator. Deb, how do they get a hold of you? We only have a couple minutes left. So So
1: you can find us at healthliteracyforall, H-E-A-L-T-H-4, F-O-R-ALL, A-L-L, -all, at um, .org. Sorry healthliteracyforall.org, or you can give me a call at 518-269-6747. I'm easiest to catch through text. And we have a Facebook page that we've been posting a lot of good information as well. Um, Any of those places are a great spot to look. You can also get us at info at healthliteracyforall.org.
0: Well, we can put that at the end of this. So people will be able to find you. And uh, so for yourself, Deb, You know, as you're thinking about this for yourself, what is it that you, what are you doing for yourself that, that keeps you focused? What, you know, it's tough sometimes to keep thinking about other people and we forget about ourselves. So chocolate, chocolate. Oh, that's
1: right. (laughs) Today we went out. No booze. Chocolate we, and booze, yeah. Chocolate we couldn't find any more yeah. We couldn't <laughs> find any so the funny story of the day. We couldn't find any more hand sanitizer. So my boyfriend brought home a bottle of one fifty one rum and said, Heck, if this doesn't work, at least we won't care. <laughs> Now, by the way, it is not a sanitizer. Right, and it I is. Am it's not a, alcohol. Isn't no, necessarily. No. And and by the way, good soap and water. You can actually just wash things with soap and water. Well, we need cans, to bring a right, little
0: levity yes. into yes, this too. Right, we
1: can't be right. It's not like we can go out and fix this. Right. So, and I am not suggesting you all stay at home and get trashed. But oh, no, <laughs> but, but you know, but you know, lighten up a little, maybe a glass of wine at night. You know, have we have, we made sure we have some fun food. It isn't, we didn't just stock up on rice and beans and perishables. You know, we have like chocolate and some good cheese and some good wine. And, you know, and, and I, I made sure that my buddy is, you know, my, my quarantine buddy is somebody I don't mind hanging out with. That's right? good.
0: Oh, well, we're going to have to wrap this up again. Liz Calandrino. I'm speaking with Deb Vincent, who is a public health educator for Health Literacy for All in New York State. Her number is 518-269-6757. And we've been talking today about the social aspects of the virus and what it means to our emotional health and how we can connect with each other so that we can get through this and build a community and come out better from this, you know, other than stop sneezing on people, like people seem to do, you know, it's time to develop our community. So Deb, thank you so much. It's been terrific.
1: Thank you.